Welcome to Talk with the Texan, Money and Life with Troy Eckert. This program is thought-provoking, informative, entertaining, and down to business. We face facts and ideas about how to make, protect, and build your net worth. You'll get over three decades of frontline experiences and real-life examples of what to do and the pitfalls to avoid. Now, here's Troy Eckert. Hey, 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 everyone. This is Troy Eckert. Talk with the Texan Money and Life. I hope everything is going great in your life. I hope everything is going the way you planned it. You know, the one thing I've learned in life is that um, everybody loves to give advice. Uh, Everybody wants to be an expert, an analyst. Everybody wants to have their own show and their own blog and their own podcast. And that's really cool. If what they're talking about the skills and their expertise gives them the ability to have a discussion about something of substance or value that has any worth or any credibility. So it could be the health of your life. It could be about losing weight. It could be about uh, depression. It could be about business and economics and marriage. I mean, there's an endless number of things you can talk about. But Troy Eckert can talk with the tax and the money in life. I want to always focus on a combination or a balance between seeking financial rewards in your life and in your career with the very essence of what I believe is important, which is your life. Moments and memories, M&M, that's what I live by and I have been for probably well going on almost a decade because when you're in business for almost 40 years like I've been, you start to learn that money comes and money goes. Wealth is just a finish line for yourself and your own mind. You're never going to be the richest person in the world. I, I doubt anybody's going to catch people like Elon Musk. And if you do, it's 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 like trying to catch a lightning bolt by standing on your head on Mars. It's it's not a very likely outcome. Can you be worth 20 million, 50 million, a billion dollars? Absolutely. There's there's people I think that are dumb as a rock that are billionaires. I mean, I just look at their comments and I'm thinking, wow, good to be in the right place at the right time. You seem to be a lot smarter as your net worth goes up. I don't think there's a lot of fundamentals to that but that's really what it looks like. So I've chosen a very simple subject and I'm gonna make this a very short podcast. It's gonna be 15 minutes or less, but what I wanna talk to you about is what is taking place in the market today. And I wanna address it because one, I'm not an economist. Two, I'm just an entrepreneur and I've been working with millionaires since 1985. And I've watched economies come and go, inflation come and go, recession come and go, wars come and go. Presidents come and go. And when you look back over almost four decades and you start to see all the vacillation and changes, and some of these changes are slow to come. Some are like falling off a cliff, like the 2008 recession. But there's something going on today we haven't seen in probably 40 years, and that's called raging inflation. Now, let's be clear. I'm not here to give you an economics definition of inflation. But for those of you who follow me on my own personal business, my own uh, investment company, the reality of it is, is I've been talking about raging inflation for over 24 months. It's fundamentally been in front of you since 2020 at the end of the year with the massive stimulus that took place in the market. But the key question I'm going to address today in Talk with the Texan Money and Life is pretty simple. What should you be doing right now and how do you reset your thinking to allow you to make good decisions? based on today's circumstances. Now, what does that mean? Well, it doesn't matter what happened last year. It doesn't matter what happened five years ago. It doesn't matter what happened six months ago. New information requires new um, evaluation. 
And that evaluation has to be based on what you know today that may be completely opposite of what you knew 90 days ago. Every forward decision in order to be able to prepare to manage your money, to balance your life and create safety and, and future expectations has to be made with current data. Right now today, the U.S. government is trying to tell us that we're sitting at about 8% inflation. We have all these concerns about recession. No doubt about it. Recession's coming. It is going to be painful. It is going to affect the bottom 70% of the Americans in this country. It is going to cut across every uh, geometrical, I mean, a, a geographical landscape. It's going to be across every ethnicity. It's going to be across every gender. It's going to hurt. And it's going to be a new game for many of these uh, individuals who've never been through the 2008 crash. They weren't around back in the 1990s or 1980s. And so they've never experienced what they're about to experience. But for those of us that have money, which is not a lot of people, I mean, you got to think about it. There's neighborhoods out there with hundreds of houses, thousands of houses in each one of these major metropolitan areas that are 300,000 to $700,000 homes with people living in them that if you took away their paycheck, 30 to 60 days, one to two months worth of stopping their income, fired, can't get a job, layoffs, they're broke. They literally couldn't pay their rent. They couldn't make their payment. So because of that, you have this really pent up uh, uh, cliff that we're hanging on as a country and as an economy, all because of inflation. So let me, let me tell you where I think we're sitting right now today. For those of you who have any type of debt, meaning you owe somebody money, whether it's a car payment, a building payment, you've got a mortgage on an apartment complex, you're part of a, a partnership or LLC that has mortgages that have to be renewed because they were adjustable rate mortgage. The reset in your thinking is six and a half to 7% is cheap money. That's right. I said it. What you've experienced the last 10 to 12 years of super low, historically low interest rates is like taking a measuring stick and saying, I've got a ruler that shows 12 inches to zero. Zero is where we've been as far as interest rates, damn near free money for the last six to 12 years. And that has spurred an economy that's been based on delaying the inevitable, which is sooner or later, the day of reckoning comes where you got to pay off your debt. How do you do that? You try to grow it either top down or bottom up. You either cut your cost and start stop, you stop spending money and that slows it down, or you create more growth in the economy. For the last 12 years, our leadership has decided to subsidize our economy by giving away money at historically low interest rates. Now that card has been played. They then came out and flooded the market with free money, saying, now low interest rates are not working, but let's give everybody five or six trillion dollars, and that will stimulate the economy. So I played card one and card two cheap interest rates, historically low interest rates, coupled by massive amounts of historical spending that, good Lord, you can't even measure it. Now they've been played. Now what you're seeing is like, like starting up some yeast to make some homemade bread. Now it's festering. Now it's starting to take on its own life. And now it's starting to grow. And what's growing is, is the debt has grown. The cost of that debt has grown. The inability to uh, squelch or push down that yeast is diminished. And now what you have is you have a time bomb taking place that has to have a collision course with reality. And that collision course is going to be much higher interest rates, massive layoffs and unemployment in order to slow down the economy. You've got to have a recession. It's kind of like the flu. You may not like the medicine, but if you don't take Tamiflu or Z-Pak or whatever you're going to take to knock the flu out, you got to take something so strong 
It can beat the disease that's in your, the virus that's in your body in order for you to beat it. And it's painful when you get the flu three, four, five days. My wife just had it for 10 days, whatever this nasty flu is. And because of that, she had to take enough medicine that finally beat the, the, the thing down, the, the virus down. So it wasn't pleasant, but it was required in order to beat that virus. We have an economic virus right now. It's called a uncontrollable government with no responsibility, with no forward thinking, with no forward planning. It's, a, it's not even a kick a can down the road. It's to take a potato launcher and launch it a decade ahead, knowing that it won't be on their duty when that, that day of reckoning comes. So I'm getting asked a lot right now, what do I do about debt? I've got a, a house, a car, a business loan, a line of credit, and I'm going to tell you the way I see it. So let's just make it very simple. If I have inflation, hypothetically, at the 8% rate of inflation right now, as the government calls it, if I made 10% on money in the bank, let's just say I put a million dollars in the bank, banks decide to pay 10%, I'm going to make $100,000. Did you really make $100,000? The answer is no. You really made $20,000 because a million dollars in a year is only worth what? 800,000, right? So my principal value, my buying capacity has been reduced by the cost of inflation, right? And, uh, and the idea is, is that when I look at a 8% uh, cost of inflation, I didn't make 10%. I only made 8%, uh, which is eaten up by inflation. That leaves me 2%. Here's the problem. I'm, I, so it's not uh, 200,000, by the way, I did my math wrong. What really I'm getting at, and I think you follow me is, is that the cost of inflation offsets whatever your earning capacity is. So I didn't make 10%. I only made 2% because inflation is 8%. So 8% on my 10 is gone, but it's worse. Because when I make that 10%, I'm being taxed at 37%. So I've lost $37,000 worth of the value at federal income tax level on the 1099 income, I've lost 3.7% of my 10% by paying taxes. I've actually lost money and buying power and the cost of value of my money because of inflation combined with taxes. I really need to take my million dollars and figure out, I gotta make 8% minimum to be par if I'm in some kind of a earning that doesn't require taxes to be paid. But if I gotta make 8%, to equal taxes, I really take 8% and divide it out for taxes and figure out I probably got to make 11 or 12% to break even. So if I can go borrow money, if I can go take that million dollars and I can borrow a million dollars at five or 6% and I can go make investments that are in 10, 11, 12, 13%, then what I'm doing is I'm using cheap long-term money. And this is not short-term money, it's long-term. I can use long-term debt. I can go buy a building and put in a 15-year mortgage. I just did this on a building I bought. I bought a building. At the time I bought it, we paid cash. We wanted to refinance it because we wanted to use the equity. And we started off at about a 3.5% interest rate 90 to 120 days ago. Everything got bottlenecked. We now are looking at a 6.5% 15-year rate. And so you might think, man, I'm paying double the interest rate. Well, no, because during the last 120 days, We've seen inflation rates to well over 8%. And I think it's absolutely, actually much worse than that. So if I can lock in debt on a building that I own and I can do it at a rate that is substantially below inflation, I'm making money because the, the building will inflate in value because it's going to cost more to replace that building. It's going to cost more in terms of rent, concrete repair, and labor. And tangible assets usually go up when inflation goes up because the cost of debt 
means people have to borrow more money. They got higher interest payments. They have to have more equity going down because the risk goes up because inflation erodes confidence and value and it creates more risk. So if you can take any part of your portfolio and lock it in, I'm, I'm talking on the debt side, if you can lock it in at anything below prevailing inflation and then reverse out your, your taxes, you should absolutely take that debt. So I'll give you a call I had yesterday. A guy called me and said, hey, look, I've got a building that I own and I have a chance to refinance it. The bank says I can refinance it like my building at 6.5% on a 15-year note but I don't have any payments on it right now. What should I do? I said, can you put that money to work anywhere else? Oh yeah, I can absolutely buy my inventory for my business and I can use that to stock up at today's prices on inventory. And that'll give me a much better market presentation or presence. And that'll give me a much better buying capacity and make my per unit sale much, much better because I can buy in bulk. I said, take the long-term rate, lock it into 15 years, take that money, go buy that inventory, generate a 12, 15, 20% rate of return, double, triple your money over the next three or four years, and then set aside from the value you create by using those dollars you borrowed, set that aside so you have three to five years worth of payments in the bank after taxes from your successful deployment of that capital that you borrowed and allow that money to be your safety net so you don't have to worry about making the payment. But now what you can do is you can choose anytime you want during that 15 years to pay off that note. Let's say your business slows down in four years. Okay, we'll take the money you earn, take the cash you set aside, continue to make those payments, continue to keep three, four, five years ahead in payments, or turn around and pay off the balance at the bank. So you've wisely used your money. In an inflation-driven market, you have two goals. You need to have investments that earn at least inflation rate to hope to remain par. But if you are earning money that's subject to taxation, you've got to earn inflation rate plus taxation just to get to par. And you may notice that a lot of these uh, sponsors, these guys out pitching real estate deals, oil and gas deals, et cetera, they're all of a sudden in the last four months, now everything they're offering is showing 15 to 300% returns over the next one to two or three years. Why is that? Because you and I are smart with a calculator and we know that when they pitch us a 10% return, we're losing money. When they pitch us a 12 or 13% return, factoring taxes and inflation, we're at par, but we're taking a lot of risk. So they're pitching us such stupid numbers that are complete lies and completely blown out of proportion with no substance whatsoever, promising or telling us or promoting us that they can make 15 to 300%. Because why? They have to make it so juicy that a smart investor doesn't work the math backwards and go, I would not do that investment because now I'm not only break even, I owe taxes on it, but now I've tied my money up, you're managing it, and I'm paying you ridiculous promote with equity earnings and back ends and fees. Why the hell would I do that? I'd be better off just paying off my bills or taking long-term debt on any physical asset that's very low risk, enough equity down, I'm not in jeopardy of losing it. And I'm going to do that with the idea that I can outpace inflation by investing smartly in correlated assets that will gain in value because of inflation. And I'm going to do it with as much debt as I can safely and carefully incur so I can make those payments, let the patience of the market wane over the next three to six years until this enraging inflation subsides and until the cost of debt comes down as people stop borrowing money when it gets to 9, 10, 11, 12%. When those bankers can't lend any more money out and there is a slowdown in the economy, they will start lowering interest rates at the Fed, 
which then makes rates at banks and lending institutions come down, which means I can always go back and refinance that building in six or seven or eight years and maybe four, four and a half, three percent, whatever the rate, rate is that time. I just wanted to give you some food for thought. I just wanted to make you think that in today's inflationary times, debt is not a bad thing. Debt on things like depreciating assets like cars are nonsense. Pay your car off. Debt on things that have short-term notes can be precarious because today's 4% could be July of 2024's 12%. If you don't believe me, go back and look at the Fed funds rate from 1978 to 1982 and see how fast and how high interest rates got. And everybody says today, oh, that can never happen. One thing about history, if you don't learn from it, you're, you're going to be subject to being exposed to what it really can do in real economic times, because quite frankly, everybody in 1978 said it'll never happen. And the fact is today, nobody said inflation was going to happen, recession was, in, was going to happen, because two years ago, we had the best economy in the world. Today, we're in a mess. Rising interest rates, raging inflation, poor economic policy at the government level, horrible regulations taking place, no guidance, no leadership, and we now have stalemate in Congress. It means nothing's going to be solved for 24 to 36 months. So what you have today is what we're going to deal with for the next 30 to 36 months, regardless who wins the White House in 2024. So if I'm going to prepare the potential of a hurricane coming in two summers from now, and I'm going to prepare for this big economic financial storm that's over the horizon, I've got to take a protection saying, what will the winds of poor inflationary driven economies look like? And how do I build an economic fortress that can sustain those winds? I'm going to lock down all my solid, safe investments in long-term, low interest rates. Today, 6 to 8% is a low interest rate, and that may be the lowest interest rate you see for the next two to five years. If you can do it, and you should do it, get your tails in gear and get done. Hey, this is Troy Eckert, Talk with a Texan. Money and life. I want you to know one thing. I tell you what I know. I'm not an expert in everything. I'm not right all the time, but it comes from the heart to you to say, start thinking, start moving, stop dilly-dallying, stop messing around watching Netflix at night, take a look at your portfolio that has anything to do with debt and ask yourself a question. Can I live with that debt? Can I live with that possibility of renewing that debt at much higher interest rates? And how does that affect me? And if that is something that is on your table, then you better figure out what do you put in that financial storm shelter that gets you through the next five years? The storm is not a category five, it only ends up being a category two. Then you've over insulated, you've overprotected the downside, but now you have a lot of money and a lot of assets you've protected that gives you a chance to take advantage of the upside. Hey guys, Troy Eckert, talk with the Texan Money and Life. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to all our incredible friends for joining Troy for today's show, Talk with the Texan money, and life. Please join your host, Troy Eckert, for another edition of the program every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Troy, engage him, challenge him, but most importantly, listen to him. Three decades of expertise at your disposal. We'll see you here next week.